Quick note at the top here, thank you to our distribution partner for today's show, marketingcasts.com, where you'll find even more custom curated podcasts just like mine. That's marketingcasts.com. Oh, yes, I know, good boy, we're back with the show, don't fuss. It's fitting as well, because the theme for today is old dog, new branding, uh, tricks, uh, well, maybe both. You get the idea. Onward with today's Authentic Avenue. Pet Plate, carefully crafted canine cuisine vetted by vets. Today, you'll meet founder Ronaldo Webb and CEO Gertrude Allen. You'll learn about how Ronaldo's frustrating findings within food factories forced him to this founding, and how Gertrude has stewarded the brand forward since her joining, which includes a brand refresh which just launched this week. I think you'll find that, despite the positive strides Pet Plate and others have made in this space, there's still a lot of room for future improvement broadly in the industry. As for the present, I hope you enjoy as I get real with Pet Plate through Ronaldo Webb and Gertrude Allen. My journey to get a dog continues, and every single time I talk to somebody who's more knowledgeable about the industry than me, I get another piece of evidence in my favor. Today, I get two. I'm talking with the founder of and the CEO of Pet Plate, Ronaldo Webb and Gertrude Allen. Ronaldo, Gertrude, thank you so much for joining me today. How you doing? We're doing well. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. It's wonderful to be talking to you, uh, especially considering uh, the fact that I get to talk not only to you, Gertrude, who operates this brand on a day-to-day basis and pushes it forward, but Ronaldo, to have your mind here that launched the whole thing. I want to start with you. Uh, You, of course, founded the brand, a specific reason for founding it. Was there a straw that broke the camel's back here? Something about the industry that made you think, oh, no, this is ridiculous. I got to get my hands dirty and fix this myself. I want to learn about what put this on your plate. Yeah, no, of course, Adam. So, you know, I spent a ton of time as a uh, consultant after graduating school and just by happenstance ended up spending a lot of time in pet food factories. Uh, you know, I had, uh, was working for a large private equity firm and, you know, they had a, you know, a, num- a number of holdings in the pet space. And just due to my operational background, I spent a lot of time on the factory floors and really just seeing all of the ingredients consistently being used across all of the, you know, and I'm using air quotes here, premium products, I just realized there had to be better ingredients, a better way, a better process for making dog food, you know, for, you know, our, our family members. And, you know, my uh, first dog, Winston, you know, who we loved dearly, unfortunately no longer with us, but and I really wanted to make sure, you know, he had, you know, food that I could really be proud of. And, you know, while I was in these pet food factories, it really just opened up my eyes to the subpar ingredients they're able to use legally in the food, commonly known as the four Ds. So dead, dying, diseased and disabled animals that largely go into the food. Usually the meat is, you know, what they uh, the industry calls a acidified slurry. Um, so all, all kinds of things that you wouldn't want to be feeding your pet if you had, you know, I think, you know, the, uh, you know, the choice or the option not to. I know I definitely, you know, was on that side of the spectrum. After seeing the ingredients, you know, I started cooking for Winston. I, I, I reached out to a veterinary nutritionist, uh, Dr. Renee Streeter, who, you know, we still have a great relationship with today. She actually still formulates all of the meals for Pet Plate. Uh, but, you know, we started off, you know, very organically. 
uh, in terms of, you know, she was making meals for Winston. He loved them. And, you know, some of my friends eventually caught on, you know, uh, friends whose dogs had, you know, you know, sensitive stomachs or friends whose dogs are picky ears. And I was eventually able to put two and two together and realize that there is a large portion of, you know, you know, the American, um, you know, uh, you know, pet owning population that wanted exactly what I wanted. And, you know, didn't put too much thought into what I should do next. You know, my, my next options were I ended up quitting my job and, you know, cooking dog food in New York City and biking around the city delivering it. And, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful to see where Pet Plate has grown to today, where we're serving over 300 brands and we've shipped, you know, over 10 million meals to pet parents all over the country. And I believe we've played a major part in helping open up people's eyes and really continue to drive home the point that, you know, our pets are important. They're part of our family and we should treat them as such. Uh, and, and food is a major part of that. So, you know, it's been a, it's been a really great journey here at Pet Plate, but you know, the, the, the start, the impetus for, you know, you know, me rolling up my sleeves and making dog food was just seeing it firsthand, how it was currently being done, how it is still being done. You know, if you, if you're feeding your dog, uh, you know, a kibble product. You know, they, they, they say there's a lot of uh, things that get covered up in the quote-unquote making of the sausage, and I'm guessing that that has uh, origins in how meat was traditionally processed for humans, but sounds like you had this frustrating factory knowledge that led you to do this, and I learned more about this pet industry, you know, with conversations like this, and gosh, it's like, I, I kind of don't, I don't assume that pet food isn't human grade. Obviously, I know you're not supposed to eat it, but I never like exactly made the connection as to why. And I guess I'm blessed here that I've only had conversations through which I'm able to learn like just how not human grade that is through the lenses of folks who are attempting to change things for the better. Now, I see that this journey started for you in 2015. So actually just about five years ago, I see that just under two years into that journey, Gertrude, you enter the picture. What brought you to Pet Plate and what about this journey inspired you as well? Sure. I met Ronaldo in the summer of 2016 when he was running a beta test in the New York City area. I was working with a venture capital fund called Brand Project and looking for deals. And Pepe was a deal that the fund was was targeting. And um, what we realized is that there was some very strong data suggesting that this was a product in high demand and amongst a certain demographic and that it really lent itself uh, to a subscription. You know, we had seen some really great success in the human food space with uh, subscription businesses. And we thought, well, this is really kind of an ideal category, you know, for, for, for us to focus on. And so really loved what Ronaldo was doing as he told the story, you know, he really comes at it from a point of knowledge and understanding what was wrong with pet food and how to make it right. And, um, and so we made the investment in his company it was a pre-seed investment in the fall of 16. And we really were trying to help him scale the business just by lending whatever expertise and, you know, skills that we had on our side. And one of the things that, um, you know, I was helping Ronaldo with was really thinking through how to really mirror the human food um, experience, you know, supply chain, um, you know, packaging, uh, production, um, even marketing. Uh, you know, my background is in human food 
and beverage. And so in doing that, we started working together a lot. And at some point, it became clear that Ronaldo would benefit from having a business partner and, and being able to really you know, turn to somebody day in, day out and, you know, look at all the different business issues and make some decision. And and as I was kind of de facto playing that role, uh, he and the rest of the board asked me if I would be interested in joining the company as CEO. And I was honored and I accepted that responsibility back in the spring of 17. So we've been working alongside each other for three and a half years now, and it's been great. We've built a very, you know, passionate team, um, very talented uh, professionals that um, really care about what we do. You know, it's a very mission-driven organization. And, um, you know, we've been able to scale the business. As Ronaldo said, I think we're over 10 million, you know, meals by now. We're probably, you know, getting closer to 15 million by the end of the year. And um, and it's it's been a great journey. Um, and, you know, we still feel we have a lot more to do, but I think we've made some really great inroads so far. Well, it sounds like a wonderful journey that the pair of you have shared over the past three and a half years and Ronaldo, you for the broader five. And as you march towards 15 million, I'm sure there are plenty of things that you have learned as you have now brushed up against some of these large, big kibble players. I want to know in that three and a half slash five year time frame, what have been the values as the team has stood for or as the mission has stood for that have shown the brightest? Uh, the reason why I want to ask this is just because I want to learn how, how you how you define uh, what you stand for and also the reflective authenticity therein. But I'm curious, as you've now jointly taken this journey, what has come to the forefront as the most important qualities, principles, or values that the brand stands for today? I think the key for us is being transparent. Um, you know, I think a lot of what's wrong with Kibble today is the lack of transparency. You know, they show one thing on the package, but they deliver another. You know, we're very clear about what we do. We 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 make human grade dog food in a USDA facility. That means every ingredient that goes into the product is human grade. The way the food is made is human grade, meaning it's made by uh professionals that know how to make human food. Um, it's Everything is being made um, according to USDA standards. Ronaldo, how else, what, how would you build on that? You know, I also think that we, you know, you know, talk to the uh, consumers in a way that I, I think makes make sense to them, right? And I, and we also, you know, we care a lot about the general health of dogs, right? We, we looked at the pet food industry, or I looked at the pet food industry and saw we're using subpar ingredients and that needs to fix. But we also marry that with, you know, 50, 60% of dogs are overweight. So we have a, uh, you know, proprietary algorithm that pre-portions all of the meals for uh, the pet parents. And that comes in the form of you tell us a little bit of information about your dog, and then we can help you come up with a personalized meal plan. And that personalized meal plan then comes with pre-portioned containers so that you're feeding your dog, you know, out of one container with half of the container in the morning being breakfast and the other half of the container um, being, um, being dinner for at night. And, you know, that wasn't easy to set up. That's a, you know, difficult supply chain to to pull off. And, you know, it comes at a lot of cost. Also, uh, obviously, for pet plate versus other forms of packaging, you know, you can think of, you know, a vacuum sealed, you know, plastic bag. But again, our, we, we believe and I think we've, you know, verified that our customers appreciate us because, you know, for us, dogs are part of the family. So we should treat them like that. And I think authentically, to that point, 
we deliver the meals and a very human forward packaging versus, you know, a cheaper option that might be suitable for other pet food companies. And, you know, we also, I think, deliver a very great, you know, customer experience as, as a result of that. So I think it all really links together and, you know, the, the initial brand ideals and, and promises have kind of found its way to, you know, the customer experience and the product. And I think we're linking it to a lot of different things in the brand, um, you know, in terms of, you know, how people are finding out about us, how we chat with our customers, like our email campaigns, et cetera. So it, to me, it feels like a very cohesive strategy there that I think has just helped, you know, drive some of the success that we've had. The brand and the things that you do within it, writing that cohesive strategy, that's where I want to go next, because I understand it. You are doing a rebrand or a refresh. Can mm -hmm. you tell me a little bit more about that and how you hope to stay true to these values that you've held so far through it, despite maybe having a slightly new look? I'd like to hear more. Sure. Um, yeah, we, we felt after a couple of years of, uh, you know, living with the, the branding that a lot of people have come to know and love, we felt it was time to evolve the brand and have it better represent the pet plate of today, right? Which is a more mature brand. It's a brand that's, it's more sophisticated in our, our thinking and our articulation. And our previous branding, you know, the current branding that's about to uh, evaporate, um, it, it was fun and it was eye-catching and it got people's attention and it pulled people into the story. But that it's that's kind of where it stopped. It didn't give us the room, we didn't think, to really fully express who we are as a company and a brand and what we want to really talk about. And um, the new branding, which you'll see um, actually this week, we, you know, we're launching uh, early, early October. Um, it really does give us that platform to talk about the things that we think are important to our customers, which are the health of their dog, how to spend more time with their dog. Like what are the things that we can do as a company in service to the pet parents that give them back time um, so that they can really enjoy their pets and, and in fact, lengthen the time that they have with their pets. So, you know, we have a very great tagline. Um, I think I'll, I'll keep that one, you know, for the, for your, for your uh, listeners to discover when they go to our, our website, petplate.com. Um, but it's a really nice theme um, that really speaks to this idea of time and the value of time and, not really wanting to, you know, have the pet parent who's busy with probably so many other things, uh, work, you know, the rest of their family, um, et cetera, to, you know, have them get bogged down in, in something that's really a, uh, an area that requires expertise. You know, the formulation of our meals that Ronaldo does in conjunction with our vet nutritionist, Dr. Streeter, it's, it's serious stuff. And, 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 you know, some people, I'm sure, you know, want to cook for their dogs. And that's, that's great. But on a regular basis, you have to really make sure that the meals are balanced correctly so that the dog is getting the proper nutrition. And that's the work that we do on our end. And, you know, Ronaldo mentioned as well, the, the challenge that many dogs have with weight, um, can, maintaining a healthy weight. And again, the pre-portioning of our meals really helps to take the guesswork out of how much to feed a dog. Um, everything is personalized at Pet Plate. So, Really, when you get our meals, you you can be very sure you're feeding your dog a complete and balanced diet that's just right for your dog. 
Um, and so, you know, one of the things that we really aspire to be is a company that is taking away a lot of the stress and, and the time that it would otherwise take to feed your dog a healthy, balanced diet so that you can spend more time doing the more fun things, you know, playing fetch and, and snuggling and, you know, just joking around with your dog, going for long walks, um, you know, that sort of thing. So I think the new branding really will cover a lot of ground um, in a way that our previous branding didn't. Um, we did work with some really great partners on on this, you know, brand refresh, and we're very excited for the world to see it. Ronaldo, what's going to be your favorite part about this? This is your baby now, and it's going to have a new face. So what are you most looking forward to seeing your pet parent uh, customers love about it? Yeah, you know, I, I think one, you know, we're going to be uh, highlighting Cooper and his introduction to the pet pet family. He's, as Gertrude mentioned, my new little Bernie Doodle. So, you know, I think it's a little, you know, glimpse. A Bernie into, Doodle? I haven't even heard yeah, of a breed yeah, like that. Yeah, he's he's beautiful and, and such a fun fun dog. And, I'll have to look that know, up. Listeners, go yeah. look that up and enjoy your, enjoy your day with it. Exactly. There's so many different types of doodles, but, uh, you know, he, he's, he's, he's great. So I'm excited, you know, for him to be on the website and for customers to be able to follow his journey as he, you know, grows from a, you know, puppy chewing on my shoes to, you know, his, his own fun, fun and awesome dog. But I think more importantly, we're, uh, I think in the new brand highlighting, uh, I think the special bond between pets and pet parents, and uh, we're going to be able to do that more so across a lot of our, our, you know, our customers and maybe get a little bit more personal with them. Because at the end of the day, right, I think that's what drives people to want to buy a product like Pet Plate and, you know, seeing how other people have been able to, you know, incorporate that into kind of their lifestyles, I think is what people want to see. And, you know, hopefully we'll be showcasing more of those feel good stories and uh, just more of uh, kind of the benefits that people have seen by, you know, freeing up their time to spend with their pets or by, you know, buying more time with their pets from, uh, from better food. And listeners, uh, as Ronaldo was going through that, I did I did take a quick second to look up Bernie Doodle. Now I definitely want you to go and do that. Uh, <laughs> that'll give you some serotonin today. So let me ask about this before I jump into some advice, which I want to do at the end. With a brand refresh now upon us, there are a few other things that it's clear through this conversation that you've done to to be authentic, either in the way you operate or the way you reflect values. But these are a couple of things that I'm guessing sooner or later will become table stakes for any brand in the pet space, uh, which is being considered better for you or something which is particularly sticky with consumers. I'm talking about things like personal stories, this idea of pet parenthood instead of pet ownership when it comes to food being human grade instead of subhuman grade. What do you see as the next layer that continues to separate you from the rest of the the pack, as it were? Because my guess is, and your probably assumption is, that over time, consumers are just going to consider that as standard. Like, oh yeah, well, obviously, it should be all of these things. What beyond that do you think, or maybe do you have up your sleeve that will continue to delight customers going forward? I think the industry has a long way to go before it catches up to kind of the quality standards that, you know, Pep Plate and, you know, some of our other kind of direct competitors are, are laying out there. So I think that's one thing I would like the listeners to know. If you really kind of peel back the onion and look at what Pep Plate does versus the standard kibble company, I, I think you'll see that um, there would be a lot for some of these, you know, 
uh, larger brands to kind of untangle their existing processes to match what Pepflate's doing. So, but, you know, we are still thinking about how we can, you know, drive, um, continue to drive the innovation in the space and improve, you know, the, the process we're delivering for pet parents. And I, I, I think where, where we see that going personally is, you know, making things more functional, right? If you look at, you know, human food and human diets, where, where we see that going, where I've seen that going is, you know, really trying to understand what's, what's the need um, for the person, you an athlete, or you're trying to, you know, manage diabetes, um, you know, you're trying to lose weight, stay in a healthier weight, or, you know, are you trying to design a, a diet that's great for, for uh, you know, for a woman? So I think that the is going to be applied to the pet space. We're doing some interesting things on our side across, you know, some new products we'll be launching next year as it relates to that. But I think just like a deeper level of personalization, a deeper level of, you know, this was designed to really help your pet specific problems. Cause I'm sure most pet parents know, you know, your dogs can quickly come up with issues that you, you know, may think were only, you know, issues for, uh, for people, not, not for pets. So, we want to make sure that we can really help that segment of the uh, pet parent population. And, you know, I think that only happens through personalization and just more specific nutritional options for, for them. Kind of expounding on that is the idea that we want to be seen as 360 nutrition at Pet Plate, not just a meal plan company. So that means that we've got to address different nutritional needs and, and wants throughout the day. So Meals are the main part of a dog's diet, but obviously like, like humans, dogs like a treat. So we launched an organic treat this year. Um, it's done incredibly well. It's hundred percent USDA organic. So it's as good as any USDA organic human food you might want to eat. Um, but this one is definitely intended for dogs, but beyond treats, there's a whole raft of products that we feel are complementary to the pet plate meal plan. And those would include supplements, dental hygiene products, um, other functional treats that come in different form factors, um, even things like a meal replacement bar. So the idea that we can evolve into something that becomes this one-stop shop online for pet parents who want things delivered to their door, um, I think is very much in keeping with the trends and where things are heading. Um, and I think it's an exciting kind of evolution for Pet Play to be able to play in a space that's not just confined to, you know, the core meals. To expand outward is always a, a hope of any great business and look forward to continuing to see what you do there. I want to round out with asking for some advice and I'm so glad that I get to have both of you here to help me answer this question because we've talked on this show about the ways in which you are showing up uh, authentically for the pet parents that you serve and the people who listen to this show love to learn from those who build up successful brands like you two have done. Uh, advice on how to find their own avenues to authenticity. So I got to ask as we round out here, uh, what are some ways in which you found that journey to personal truth become easier, more efficient? Was there a light bulb moment or is there a certain story that you think of when you think about how you got there that you can impart onto our listeners as they go off to search for their own dog breed? In my view, I think I think a lot of people start off very, very authentic, but you know, entrepreneurship, founding a business is definitely a contact sport. You're going to run into a lot of problems, a lot of hurdles, uh, a lot of obstacles. And at that point, I think it's important to remind yourself why you started whatever you started. And 
that's when you can really be authentic, right? And, you know, and then that allows you to have the confidence to make uh, the hard decisions that, you know, you, you may not want to do otherwise or to make the decisions that may not be in the short run, uh, you know, the, um, you know the, the easiest decision to, to make, but in the long run, allow you to be more authentic and allow your customers to trust you at a deeper and, um, you know, more, more personal way. So I would say that's my advice. You know, it's easy at the start, but in the middle, when things get a little bit messy is when you need to remember why you started uh, the business and, and stick to your guns there. Do what you love, because then you'll love what you do, right? You know, what one of the things that drew me to Pet Plate was that I had spent a, you know, I'd already had a, a couple of decades under my belt in trying to help companies bring healthier, better for you type food and beverage products to market, um, both in the US and in Europe. And that became a passion of mine. I just thought, look, if there's a choice and you can make something healthy and also taste good and, and convenient so people will want it, you know, isn't that a great thing that would enrich everybody's lives, right? Who, who, who enjoy those products, they'll, they'll feel better, they'll look better, you know, they'll, they'll have hopefully, you know, more time on earth. And I just, you know, when I heard Ronaldo's story, I thought, why, why wouldn't that apply to our pets? Like, why would that, why would we think anything, you know, why would I think differently about pets? I mean, pets are a very important part of so many families in America. Why apply a different standard? So I really took that same passion and energy I had for human food. And I thought, let's just do the same thing for pet food and make it so that I would feel comfortable feeding pet plate to my son, who's now 10. You know, I would say if you can find something out there that you feel needs to be fixed or improved, and it's something that you really love thinking about, then the type of energy you're going to be putting behind it is going to reek of authenticity, right? Because you're going to be doing something that you so believe in and it won't feel like a forced, you know, fit. And, and I think that's really important just in general to try to, you know, I mean, life is hard and it's not always, you know, this easy, but to the extent you can constantly refine what you do to make sure you're doing the things that you love. I do think authenticity tends to play out very naturally. So listeners, I'm synthesizing here. I hope you are as well. I would take away two things, and of course, you'll take away your own as well. One, if you're working on something which is uh, either made for humans or not, get your hands as dirty as possible. Eat some dog food if you have to, but get in there and figure out uh, what is uh, what is real and what you yourself would do, uh, because that's probably what a consumer will do as well. And then secondly... If you are finding yourself uh, tempted or bogged down by noise, return to why you started. I thought, Ronaldo, that was a really good point that you brought up. Maybe write it down. Put it on a post-it note. Put it on your computer screen or your wall or your nightstand. Why did you start? The more you return to that, the more likely it is, at least in my opinion, you are to be authentic. It's been great to hear about this story as it's manifested with Pet Plate over the last three and a half slash five years. And so, Ronaldo and Gertrude, thank you so much for joining me today. Good luck with that refresh and uh, good luck to the next 15 million. Thank you for having us, Adam. This was great. Dedicated listeners will know this is the second interview I've had in this category since launch. I just think it's an important topic. And frankly, it's where I've had some of the realest conversations that I've had recently. 
So, thanks Ronaldo and Gertrude, and thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in to the podcast today. Be sure to subscribe if you liked it, and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast, and you can also find me here, LinkedIn, at Authentic Avenue, also just Adam Connor, I'm there, Twitter, at Authentic Av, and you can also write me directly, Adam, at AuthenticAvenueMedia.com. Say hi, tell me who you want on the show next, or just tell me what you think of it. This has been your host, Adam Connor, saying until I get real again with you, thanks for taking a walk with me down Authentic Avenue.